Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet, making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. After 15 years of being interviewed and interviewing others, I'm here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get that dream job. I'm your host, Joshua Tinky, and this is episode 14. Have you ever been in an interview and thought, wow, where did that answer come from? Or why am I still talking? I'm guessing the answer is yes, and so we've probably all had moments where it feels like the interview is taking a wrong turn. So in today's episode, I'm going to make sure that you walk away with a plan of not only how to prevent one of those bad answers, but more importantly, how to handle one in the moment, how to avoid panicking and feel good about how your interview actually went. Here we go. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by my free resource, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Do you need to kickstart your interview prep or just not sure where to start in general? Check out this easy-to-follow worksheet that walks you through the foundational but most critical steps to get yourself ready for an interview. You'll walk away with a clear picture of how ready you are and what steps to take next to be fully prepared. Just head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash start and download your free guide, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide, equippedinterview.com forward slash start. All right, so in today's episode, I'm going to go through a few things. As you've seen, if you're looking at the the title, it's Four Painless Ways to Overcome a Bad Interview Answer. I'm going to focus on first and really primarily today, how to overcome bad interview answers in the moment, meaning during the interview itself and focus on those. And there are really four key areas. I'm going to focus in on being talking too much or going too long in one particular answer, how to address that when you realize it in the moment. Secondly, not directly answering the question. Third, giving a bad interview answer in general. And I do have a personal story I want to share here that I think is pretty relevant. So stay tuned for that one. And fourth, forgetting an important or key piece to your answer. How do you make up for that later in the interview or during it? So stay tuned for that as well. I also am going to give you some idea around how to learn from a bad interview, how to learn from a bad interview answer, or just overall, when you look back and reflect, what can I learn from feeling pretty bad about a potential interview you might have gone through. So I'm going to share my own thoughts and then a a different uh, additional resource out there that I want to point you to. That's the plan for today. So let's dive right in. So how can you overcome bad interview answers in the moment, actually during the interview? One of the things that uh, I guess I'll kick off with saying is you don't need to stop the interview, pack your things and just excuse yourself and get out of there. If you realize you're taking a few missteps or the interview is not going the way you want. You just need to know how to recover from those situations. You need to be self-aware and go into the interview thinking, hey, I I might make a mistake. I might say something. I I might do this. I might do that. Something that's not planned. What's your plan? How are you going to react in the moment? First, I just recommend that you acknowledge that may happen. And then my episode today, what we'll talk through here is to how to make sure that you don't panic in that time and you actually have a game plan so that you can keep going. I recommend definitely taking a proactive approach to this as I do with most things before you even get into the interview. 
so that you are as ready as possible. This also includes being ready to to pivot an interview like we talked about if you find yourself in one of those situations. So I highly recommend addressing whatever you notice is not going your way, addressing it head on rather than hoping the hiring manager doesn't notice because spoiler alert, they did notice. And so you want to probably address that. So there are a few common mistakes that I see candidates make, and I've certainly made them myself over the years. First one I've talked about in a lot of different ways, but it definitely warrants a discussion again today, and that's talking too much. And that could be talking too long, talking too frequently, and any overall in the interview, but also in a particular answer. So I'm going to focus on that in a particular answer and how to overcome that. What can you do, what can you do midstream to be able to change that direction for you and get yourself back on track? I mean, overall, I do get it. I mean, you want to make sure that you tell the hiring manager everything about you. You want to share your skills, your experiences, why you're a good fit for the role. And hey, all of those things are vital pieces to share during any interview. Totally relevant, totally important. It's it's one of the things that I even talk about in, in several other episodes and in resources I have around like the top three things every hiring manager is looking for is is just a lot of those things. Your skills, your passion, do they, do they like you? However, talking too much in any one answer, any one response is definitely problematic for a few reasons. So let's dive into those. And I do want to dive into those real quick before we talk about what to do about it, just so you know the importance of this. And so you can think through, especially if you're seeing cues and triggers from the interviewer's perspective that might make you think, hey, I got to change something here. So a couple re- couple reasons why this is a problem and talking too much in any one answer is first, you'll lose the interviewer. If you ramble too long, even if it's what you would consider good content, the inter- interviewer will lose interest or stop paying attention, stop taking notes and won't remember a lot of what you said anyway. Uh, also, the hiring manager might assume that you can't prioritize. If you're speaking, if you're just sharing everything, they might start to realize, hey, you know what? This person doesn't know how to focus on just the most important pieces to be able to get their point across. And you don't want that either. And another big problem is you'll probably run out of time. This is huge, super common. So if you can avoid this, it'll help you stand out all the more. If you provide really long-winded answers to every question, your interviewer won't get to to ask you all the same questions as maybe some of the other candidates. You could be missing out big time on sharing critical intel on your, I don't know, qualifications, your experiences, things you want to get across. Those are some of the problems with talking too much, not prioritizing, just sharing everything on your mind, even if it's maybe somewhat good. So what can you do? If you're talking too much first and certainly foremost, I alluded to this earlier, but prepare ahead of the interview. This is kind of to try to avoid it, but then in a minute, I'll get to what to do if you recognize it in the moment. But if you're trying to avoid it, preparation is key. I mean, this can certainly eliminate a lot of the reasons why you might ramble, probably lack of prep. It's like I said, it it can happen in any part of the interview. Any one answer really common early on to, to really common to ramble early on. That is in an interview, you're nervous. It's you're just getting going. You're frequently asked the question, tell me about yourself. I definitely hear a lot of rambling during that one if you haven't prepped well for it. So check out, uh, if you haven't already, check out the episode I have out there to confidently answer, tell me about yourself, give some key tips of how to do that, ways to keep it under two and a half minutes, which is kind of a time clock you want to have in your head so that you don't ramble. Um, That's one of the best ways you can prepare. Set yourself up strong for the interview. But hey, maybe that you didn't do that, or even if you answer that question well, you might have another question where you're you're going too long and you recognize it in the moment. So here's some here's some warning signs I want you to keep an eye out for that you're doing this so you can pivot mid mid answer so you can change the direction. One, it's a little different today in more of a virtual environment, but it still holds true. The interviewers keep checking their watches. Or they they're maybe they're 
this is hard to do virtually, I get it. But if you're in the room with someone, they're checking their watches frequently, something to still be aware of for the future. You can't really tell if they're looking at the clock on their, on their laptop or computer these days, but try to keep an eye on it yourself. Uh, another warning sign is the interviewers, they, make, they might make comments like, well, in the interest of time, let's move on to the next question or something to that effect. If they're commenting on time, it's probably because you're taking too long. Keep an ear out for that. And then you might even, another cue is you yourself, you might feel like you've been rambling. And if so, you probably have been. So that's okay as long as you take action and don't repeat it. So how do you, what is some of that action? What can you take? What can you do? If you're getting any of those signals or even other ones that, hey, maybe I'm not thinking about you, you recognize it, maybe they just flat out tell you, please shorten your answers. Um, that pretty clear sign there. So what do you do? If you're getting those signals that things are taking too long, simply shorten your answers. Here's what you don't do. You don't attempt to cram the same content, the same amount of information by speaking more quickly. I've talked about this to a degree, I think in a different episode. Um, and I'll get to a, a kind of phrases that I, I want you to use here in a second. But first and foremost, the important thing is to not just speak more quickly and trying to cram more content into your, your answer and, and just speed things up. That's not any better. Um, what I do want you to do is to be more concise, more purposeful about what you choose to share. Therefore, only the important things. And if the hiring manager needs more information, they're going to ask you. So err on the side of caution if you if you get some of those cues or you yourself realize you're rambling. Um, preparing ahead of time certainly is one way that you can obviously feel better about that. How am I going to, what am I going to cut out? What am I going to say? What are the key important things to get across? So coming in with the game plan of, hey, as long as I leave this room saying these four or five things, as long as you say them, you know, you can cut out many other pieces of what you want to get across. Now, if you do feel you're starting to ramble, I mentioned before, address it head on. So here's what you can say. A lot of different ways you can do this, but I recommend you say something like, so I, wow, I realized I just shared a lot of information and spoke for a while. Here's the main point to answer your question. Here's what I'd like for you to, to focus on. Something like that. This shows, I mean, not only self-awareness, but it also will put the interviewers at ease that it won't keep happening the whole time. Put them a little bit Little, they can breathe a little, hopefully a little bit easier that you're, you, you've you recognized some of the length of some of your answers and you hopefully won't do it again. So hey, tip to you, please don't do it the whole time. Don't let that happen to you where you just revert back. So use a phrase like we just talked about. I realize I just shared a lot of information, spoke for a while. You can either use it, use it um, and continue there like I shared, such as here's the main point to answer your question. Make sure that they know the main point. Or you can say something like, so to summarize, to directly answer your question, here's what I'm getting at. Boom, boom, boom. Make it obvious. Extract from everything that you just shared the bottom line. Because guess what? At that point, maybe if you had lost them for a little bit, they're going to come back to you. They're going to hear that bottom line and probably write that down as the hiring manager or the interviewer. So that's where you need to kind of re refocus the, their attention, give them the, the main point they need to hear, and that's what they're going to write and move on. So that's talking too much. The second way to overcome a bad interview answer, that, that bad interview answer was, was not the content of it, but the length of it. So this one is, is more related to the content, not directly answering the question. Again, what, what are some of the problems? Why is that even an issue? It's, again, might be pretty upfront. You might think that makes sense. Obviously, you, you don't want to not directly answer the interview question, but here's some of the why. So you can think about how to change if you need to midstream. Um, first is the interviewer is not going to get what they need. There's a reason you were asked that question. If you don't provide what they're looking for, the interviewer may may need to keep asking follow-up questions until they do. 
or until they just give up and say, you know what, they're not going to answer my question. And secondly, you'll, you'll also potentially miss out on sharing what's really important. The interview is your chance to directly tie your skills and experiences to what the hiring manager is looking for. So if you're not doing that by answering their question, it's problematic and you're not going to come across very positively. So what do you do if you didn't answer the the question directly or you feel like you're not getting there? Pay attention to what they're looking for. Look behind the question a little bit. Don't, don't just provide an example and hope the interviewer somehow heard something valuable. <laughs> Be intentional with what they're with what your answer, what answer you're giving and what you're trying to come across with. Now, I know in some other content I provide and other episodes I talk about, don't worry too much about what they're asking you and instead tell them what they need to hear. And that's still true. Now, you need to be able to, to, to tie it to what they've asked and make it make sense, but you st- still tell them what they need to hear, but they need to, to feel good about what you're answering and what you're, what you're getting at. So try to look behind the question. What are they trying to get at here? and tie that. So if you're, if you're realizing you're not, you're not getting there, <laughs> you're not actually answering the question. Again, there's a lot of this comes back to self-awareness. We wouldn't even be talking about this at all. If you have no level of self-awareness, because it's just, you're, you're not going to be able to uh, follow these steps if you're not thinking during the interview. So all of this comes with the kind of the assumption that you're being self-aware during the interview and you're trying to improve as you go along the, along the way during the interview. But what else can you do if you didn't directly answer the question? You can refer back to a question later in the interview. You don't have to nail it all in that inter- in that response. Hopefully you do, but how do you make up for it later on? If you if you think of an, I don't know, an additional or clarifying point that you'd like to make to a previous, I don't know, less than stellar response, let's say, that you gave, feel free to take a moment later in the interview to, to do just that. Something like this certainly happens and and I'd encourage you to think about how to phrase this. And here's, here's a recommendation. It's totally acceptable to say something like this. You know, the, the more I think about our conversation about how I influence others, I realized that while I provided an example a few minutes ago, I really never shared my typical process or framework for how I go about doing that. I think that was a key thing that I, that I was a, um, an area that I wanted to really dive into. So let me, let me go ahead and tell you. Here's what I do. Great. That Again, that the interview is your time to tell them what they need to know about you. So just because you're answering question two and you realize you, mission, you, missed, um, you missed something on question one, so what? Go ahead. Say what you need to say. I gave you an example phrase. You can phrase it whatever is natural to you, but the, the point is you just need to do it. If you're realizing, oh, I really I missed, the, missed the mark there, say it at some point during the interview. That's the key. That's how to overcome that bad interview answer is... You don't need to follow their script. Make your own script as you need to. They're only asking questions just so they can learn about you in the best way that they think they they need to. But if you have more intel and they don't know what to ask you because you forgot something that they wouldn't even think to ask you, you need to go back and tell them. That's one way to make it happen. All right. The third way to overcome a bad interview answer is, is kind of like the third type of a bad interview answer. So the, remember, the first one is um, is speaking too, too lengthy. The second is not directly answering the question. The third one is just, I'm going to take a pretty general take, giving a bad answer in general. Let's say you're your mid, mid answer and you're like, you know what? This is not going the path I wanted. Uh, I kind of just want to start over, frankly. Um, there's a way to do that. There's a good way to do it. And it's totally fine to actually do that. Just to accept and acknowledge that you're going to start over and, and just do it. This definitely, I, I mentioned this before already a couple of times, but I'm going to just dig in my heels here and, and restate it. Definitely take some self-awareness. If you're mid-answer and recognizing that, I don't like this answer, good. 
that means that you're paying attention to what you're saying. You're not just hoping to get through the interview. You're being intentional. You want to put your best foot forward. Let me, let me show you a couple things. a couple thoughts on this. If you think you didn't hit the mark or just as important, where the interviewer keeps asking follow-up questions to your answer, and trust me, this is a sign they're not getting what they needed or wanted, then there are, there are a couple things you can do in the moment. And one primary one, acknowledge it out loud. You could, you could say something like this. You know, now that I've thought this through a little bit more while thinking out loud, talking this through with you, I'd actually like to take my answer in a different direction. Here's, here's what I'd like to do. And then you dive into the different direction. I'm going to say that again, because I think this is important. This is probably the most common one besides the talking too much that I think interviewers could benefit from is choosing purposefully to pivot in the moment, showing that, hey, you can think critically even while answering a question, being okay with it, being confident enough to change your answer and then moving on. And and I do want to give you an example of one that I used a long time ago, but I think it's really relevant. Um, But let me say this one again real quick. Here's, Here's an example of how you could say this. You know, now that I've thought this through a little more while thinking out loud, I'd like to, I'd like to take my answer in a different direction. I think that would be a perfect segue into then whatever you want to say. One of the one of the ways um I've actually done this on several occasions. One one of them is an example from a while back and I, I just think it fits really well, so I'm going to use it. It's kind of you maybe hey, you who knows, maybe you even would get this question down the road in some way shape or form. It's kind of specific to the uh, the group I was interviewing with, but this is back in college. I was interviewing for a position in a leadership development program at a large grocery chain. Um, the interviewer asked me more of a, a hypothetical question. Hey, here's a situation. How would you handle it? And the situation was, what would I do if I had found an employee had taken $5 out of the cash register, let's say. So the kind of the background situation he had given me was, I had approached her as, as I realized someone had told me, or I somehow I came to know that $5 was taken. Um, and it was because of this employee. I approached her. She was apologetic and had actually already put the money back and said it was her. Uh, if I recall, um, this, this story that the uh, interviewer gave me said that the, this employee had uh, claimed it was her boyfriend who had needed the money and convinced her to take it. And so she knew it was wrong, guaranteed me it would never happen again. And had planned to tell me about it again, had already put the money back um, felt super bad about it, was genuinely felt remorseful and had no, didn't, it would never happen again. You know, that, that kind of, that was the, the storyline that he gave me from I mean, it's a long time ago, but I'm generally remembering the gist of this here. So the question that I received was, what would I do? What would I do with this employee since it was just $5? So my initial, and you're probably already starting to think through how you would answer it. So in the moment, you know, I just start going. So my initial answer was to focus on the fact that it was a couple couple factors stood out to me. It was only five dollars. Uh, she had already put it back. Promised it would never happen again, and it, that was me thinking it was more important to reward the honesty, um, to put it back into acknowledgement and second chances, things like that. As and this is this is my initial answer that I'm giving to the this district manager that I was interviewing with. However, as I was talking out loud, I came to the conclusion of two things and realizing one. The hiring manager probably wanted to see if I could make tough decisions and give direct messages. And then two, the dollar amount should should really be irrelevant. The, beha- the behavior itself is the issue. And who's to say that she or someone like her wouldn't be pressured in the future by the same person or someone else to steal again or in larger amounts? So I used the strategy that I just mentioned a minute ago, and I said, you know, the, the more I talk this through, I'd actually like to take this in a different direction. The dollar amount isn't the main issue. And then I went on to explain my new rationale and what I had kind of worked out in my head as I was talking. And then, and I shared that I would actually end up firing the employee. 
And um, this is actually the answer the hiring manager was looking for. He actually debriefed with me afterwards and said that he liked the, to hear my thought process out loud because that was what he was actually looking for. So you can pivot. And I think it's important to, to be willing to do that. It feels maybe, if, especially if you haven't done it before, it feels a little clunky probably. And you feel like, oh, I've just wasted time. I've given a bad answer. But you know what? It's better to just stop, say, let's forget that. I'm going to go in a new direction. Now that I've thought it through, I'm thinking critically about this. Please, let's go this new direction instead. That's still that's better than just continuing with the bad answer, right? If you thought about it. So that is where, that's where I think you can pivot mid-interview and try something different. The last situation I want to share, the fourth way you can overcome a, a bad interview answer is, is having a, a, a quote bad interview answer that where you really forget to share a critical example or key point before you finish your answer. And you're thinking back. It's, it's similar to just not answering the question, but I'm going to go a little, a little deeper here. There are some problems with forgetting key points. You might have had a decent answer, but the interview, the interv- interviewer won't get what they need and you'll miss out on sharing what's most important if you leave something on the table. It can be terribly frustrating leaving an interview thinking, man, that was the, that was the key point of that one answer. I wish I could get that time back. Or even if you're thinking towards the end of the interview, you're like, oh, I, I wish I would have said this during that answer. Good. I hope you're having that feeling during the interview because you're still there. You have, you have time to do something about it. Use the time at the end of the interview when you're asked, oh, do you have any questions for me or for us? Use that to your advantage. I always recommend that you approach this part of the interview differently from how everyone else does it. I, I actually had a whole episode dedicated to, to changing and transforming how you ask questions at the end of the interview to make them more dialogue, conversation-based using the show method. You'll see, I forget what episode number it was, but check that one out um, to be able to change how you approach the end of the interview. One of the ways that you can transform the end of the interview is by paying attention to what you might have forgotten to say earlier in the interview. So turn your point, the key point that you forgot to say, turn it into a question. Just say it. Did you did you have a, I don't know, a really great story that you wanted to share, but couldn't find a way to bring it up? Or do you have a unique skill that they must, they just have to know about? You forgot to mention it, a key integral part of the story or the example that you wanted to give. Did you forget it? Great. Turn it into a question, turn it into a question. And this is what it could sound like. Uh, let's say for, let's for, for example, when asked if you, if you have any questions, you could say, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have a couple questions for it. You know, our conversation today really reminded me of a time when and then insert your story or your skill here. Talk about it and then say, I found that uh, to be a really great learning moment for me personally. This makes this makes me curious. How does your organization handle situations like that? So what does that do? If that was a, in this situation, it was kind of like a whole story you forgot to, to share, not just a key point of one, but same idea, right? You, you're asked, do you have any questions? And you, you tell the story, you tell the example that you wanted to give and then you turn it into a question. So sure, it's still a question. Are you as concerned about their answer to that question? No. What you are concerned with is actually getting across the example that you had forgotten earlier. Because guess what? Now they know it. Doesn't don't don't be don't force yourself to be conformed to the typical format of an interview. If it's your this is your time. This is your only shot in most cases to make your case and tell the interviewer, hiring manager what you need, what they need to hear rather. And so if, if you're at the end of the interview for quote, que- your questions time, but you're really telling them something, fine, go for it, make it work for you. So that's how to turn a bad interview answer where you actually forgot the key points into a success. Just say it, just say it later. 
use the time to your advantage. I, I regularly talk about you have more control in, in the interview than you think. The first question typically is somewhere along the lines of tell me about yourself or why did you apply? Guess what? You have control because you know that's coming. You can tell them what you want to tell them before they even ask the question or prepare for it before they even ask. You know what's coming, especially at the end too. You know, assuming there's time, you have some some time at the end of the interview to either make your last pitch or to ask questions. And now, hey, the ball's in your court. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about and turn it into a question. So use this time when you forget key points um, that may have made your answer previously a bad answer. Now it can be a successful answer because you've closed the loop. Now that's all how to overcome bad interview answers specifically in the moment. I'm going to recap those for you real quick. The, the four kind of situations, I know they're all not answers per se, but they're all kind of situations that are, turn into a bad answer or talking too much or going on too long in any one answer. Two, not directly answering the question. Three, just giving a bad answer in general and feeling like you need to pivot. And four, forgetting an important or key piece to the answer. How do you, how do you make up for that? So that's all during the interview itself. You can also try to overcome bad interview answers for the future by looking back at the interview itself, kind of debriefing, uh, reflecting on what you've learned. I'm going to give you one tip, and then I want to point you to uh, someone else's um, article that I'll, I'll link to in the show notes as well. That gives you a way to reflect on an interview to help prepare yourself if you have multiple times you're going through this. And you will, even if you get an interview, nail it, and get the job, you're still going to be interviewing in the f- in the future, most likely. And so you should always be reflecting on how your interview went. But let's say you had a, a good or bad interview. Most, most of us, we leave the interview and just don't, don't want to think about it. No, just, we just want to, Hey, we're done. I don't want to process what just happened and just whatever happened, happened. What I'm going to recommend is that before you get to that space and you, you agree in your own mind to just black out and not think about it first, write down what you were asked during the interview, write it down immediately after the interview, take a notebook with you, your phone, tablet, whatever, keep something handy. You're, you're not going to want to do it, but future you is going to thank you. Jot down anything you remember questions, comments they said, even if it feels painful, just do it. Just get it done and over with, and then you can go ahead and just pretend to forget everything. You can only reflect on what you remember. So I highly recommend that even if you, to be fair, like some people have told me, they just totally, you know what, Josh, I cannot remember a single question I was asked during that interview right afterwards. I just totally black out. After a couple of days, I start to remember some things. Fine. You know, if that's how it works for you, just as soon as you remember things, jot it down so you can reflect on it and, and it'll help you. The whole, the whole reason that when I said future, you will thank you. There's a reason when you're prepping next time for the next interview, you can go back to these notes and, and think through the kind of questions that you got and what tripped you up, what worked really well. And you can just kind of tailor your interview prep the next time. So that's my, that's my tip for, for right after the interview. Now there's, I want to share some addi- additional thoughts here. I think this episode's getting a little longer today, but I want to share some additional thoughts on the um, from an article on the Muse, which you you might be you might have checked out before. They have a lot of good a lot of good content out there, but they have a an additional article on how to recover from an interview disaster. Is how they talk about it. So they have a few steps of how to think through your reflection time of how how did the interview go, anything that you might have missed, and how to think about that. So I'm going to just give you the highlights and walk through it a little bit. It's really an overview of additional ways you can learn from a bad interview answer and interview a bad interview in general. So here's here's what they say. Step one, don't overanalyze things. You can definitely 
this is me, uh, my own words now, but their step is don't ever analyze, don't overanalyze things. My kind of take on it is totally true. Um, it's, it's definitely common for you, me, a lot of us to just start nitpicking every little thing that we feel went wrong and starting to second guess everything we said. So first, that's not what this is all about. And I totally agree with them. Um, they I think the example they give here, I'm looking at the article right now. Um, we start to dwell on things, small mistakes, like how did your voice waver a little bit um, when you talked about your weaknesses is the example they give, or were you too vague about your five-year goals? The, the goal, you want to reflect, but don't overanalyze every little thing. Every single one of us comes through an interview thinking through the little tiny things that, that we think were maybe big things, and they probably weren't in a lot of cases, so focus on the big picture. Step two that they suggest is to then determine your plan of action, what that is. The author of this article admits it can be risky to actually try to fix what a problem that you might see when you're reflecting back. If you think it was a bad interview, you're trying to fix it. It can be risky to try to retroactively fix it by reaching out to the the hiring manager, the the interviewer. If you're going to have a plan of action to try to do something about it in the moment, or retroactively rather, they suggest making making a, a list, I'll say of a few steps here to, to really determine, is this the right step you should take? Um, and here, I'm just going to list them out for you. Ask yourself, was it a make or break mistake? Was it that big of an issue or was it a small thing? Secondly, can you recover by sharing additional and concise information? One of the, one of the key steps here is if you feel like you're, you made a mistake, you want to reach back out and say, hey, here's what I really meant. If you're, rec- I'm going to quote them, If your recovery sounds mostly like an apology rather than providing concrete new information, just skip it. That's directly from the article. Again, I'll share this in the the show notes if you want to read it yourself. Totally agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Don't send a thank you email with a a little tidbit around, oh, I messed up here. Please forgive me. Or, oh, I didn't, I should, I didn't smile as much as I should have. Or I was this, I was that. Don't make it sound like an apology. If you, you honestly think that there's a, a really specific piece about you, some information that's not on your resume, something you didn't share, but is just critical for them to know, fine. That's how you can overcome that, send it to them their way, but don't do it in a way that sounds like an apology because it doesn't come across strong. Um, They have two more steps here of how to reflect and look back. They say fix. If you're going to fix something, fix it gracefully, which is kind of what I I shared with you a little bit already on how to recover. And then fourth, and I think is the most important part and the reason I'm sharing this article, step four, learn from it. They say, the, quote, the most valuable damage control you can perform is to learn from your blunder and prepare well for your next interview, end quote. And that is 100% true. The whole reason you want to think back on how well you did or how well you didn't do is, is not to beat yourself up and not to say, hey, I'm awesome. It's to learn. You're not going to be perfect in an interview. And, and you could still get the job offer with that. You can, and you Every single person who gets the job offer, I would argue, had had an imperfect interview. So the, the fact that it was imperfect is not the game changer. The fact is you need to learn from which parts were imperfect and too imperfect and not good enough to be able to get you the job offer. And so the best way you can do that is the tip I shared before sharing this article, and that is to immediately leaving the interview, trying to write down what you remember. And then debriefing, even if it's a few days after that, looking back at that list and thinking through, even if you get the job, highly recommend you do this process anyway, to be able to to make sure that you know what went well, what didn't, so you can improve for the future. That's the uh, the gist of how you can imp- how you can overcome from a bad interview during the interview, and also how you can overcome a bad interview overall after the fact. 
All right, that's all for today, but let's keep the conversation going. Check out equippedinterview.com. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe and rate the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, or whatever player you're using. Remember, there is dignity in work, so set yourself up for success. Be intentional and build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview.